Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm so glad you're with us today. What is needed now more than anything else to bring a new era of hope and joy to the world is the establishment of direct communications between this level of reality and places where the not really dead are living their eternal lives. All those people we love and we didn't lose at all. We'll be seeing them soon. But we need to be able to communicate. I think the best hope for truly direct communications actually is some sort of electronic version of an app. Think about this. They can let you ring up your great-great-great-great-grandma and get her super secret recipe for turkey stuffing. Think about that. That would make a really big difference, don't you think? I do think so. (laughs) Yes, of course I do. A very big difference. I I hope that will come come fast. You can see how excited the people working in this field are about what's possible. But it turns out it's really, really, really hard to do this. Good electronic communication with the not really dead has had a hopeful beginning, actually. 70s, 80s, 90s. But even 30 years later, it still hasn't really been perfected enough to make much of a public splash. Those who've been following its progress do indeed know about a lot of communications that are coming in, but most of them, I think, are in Portuguese. While the teams of the dead researchers who are leading this process are really dedicated to it, there are few people on Earth who are willing to devote the time, the patience, and the long-term attention to developing really good communication. It's just plain hard. It's hard. It's difficult for us even to imagine how hard it is turning out to be. So here with us today to help us better, as you already know, better understand the state of play in the field of electronic communication with the not really dead is one of the few truly great researchers in the field of electronic voice phenomena or EVP and instrumental transcommunication is another term, ITC. Annabella Cardoso was one of the first female Portuguese international diplomats, so she was already a big shot. She had an illustrious career going when her pioneering work with ITC first was, was there was an expose about it, and she pretty much had to choose. I admire her so much for following her heart. Annabella has had an amazing and a much admired career in ITC research, and she's written several very good books, both individually and with other great pioneers in this field. She runs the ITC Journal as well. She is a star. And in her most recent wonderful book, which is called Glimpses of Another World, Impressions and Reflections of an EVP Operator, she talks very frankly about the problems and the promise in her field. Annabella, welcome. I'm so glad to have you with us today. Thank you, Roberta. The same here. This is, you have such an amazing, I, I don't really care about the pioneering part where you were, were a, an epic, epic um, uh, diplomat, but what made you say, okay, I'm going to do ITC instead and not be a diplomat? You see, it's, it's, it was rather simple to say the truth. I am not a person of the so-called paranormal. So I, I really had no background in this field, not not only in ITC EVP, but also in um, so-called phenomena, uh, anomalous phenomena. 
So when I tried ITC and started to uh, to get results, this was like um, between inverted commas, like a, a miracle to me. Yes. Because, you know, I was kind of skeptic too myself. You've got to be a good skeptic, but that's great. What made you decide? I mean, you you gave up so much to do this work. I did. <laughs> As a matter of fact, yes, I did. But um, really at the bottom of it, what is it? I found the, the answer a few years later, right, rather recently. At the, the very bottom of it is the love I have for my deceased ones and the joy that it brought me to be able to communicate with them and, and know that not only that they existed, of course, but they are that they are happy and yeah. in, the, in glory, you know? Yes, yes, absolutely. Oh, so love and joy. You and I have the same motivations. <laughs> That's why I do what I would do as well. You call this book a collection of thoughts, impressions, reflections, and experiences of a person who has spent the past 20 years of her life pondering the issues of life and death and reflecting upon the information received by instrumental transcommunication from her communicators who were firm to be the dead speaking from another dimension beyond time. So that's what this book is. It's your personal journey. And I think that's what makes it so wonderful because we can identify with your experiences and you you aren't really a believer in the afterlife are you it's like you 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 believe when you're listening and then you the doubts creep in which i thought was fascinating <laughs> it's it's kind of that way yes oh my it's, it's kind of that way although i must say that because not being not being a person of the paranormal as i said for me and being being the, the daughter of a very orthodox family, uh, for me, the, the thought of this existence beyond time in another space, as my communicators say, and, and, being, and facing the press and the, the things they say about death every day, and the, so now it ceased to exist and so on. This kind that builds a mental pattern in a person who is not acquainted with the field, not not acquainted. I am acquainted now, of course, I know that, but who by birth and education uh, was not into this type of, um, of occurrences, of events. They still seem a little bit odd to me. Not any, not any longer, I must say. But um, because... I've, I've been coming little by little, little by little to the point of of saying there is, there is no, not that I have doubts. Of course, I hear the voices. They call me by my name. They say Bella, my pet name, Daline, it's your grandmother, or my uh, little dog, Anisha, who also identified herself. And that is a joy for me. But so the gradual process of this becoming part of my, how do I say, of building another mental pattern with this information. You actually are very clear in the book. Um, it's, there, it, it, it's like a layered process. But the first thing you had to do was establish 
the connection, it's sort of it's really up to them. You have to get all set up, but then you have to night after night or whenever you're doing this, at spe- at specific times so they they know when it's going to happen. You have to be ready and listening with your equipment which you have set up, and it can go be many times that you don't hear anything from them, right? Uh- Absolutely correct. Yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, I I try for the contacts twice a week. Normally on Thursdays and uh, and Monday or Sunday it depends. And most of the times, what I what I get is is telepathic communication. Right. <laughs> you see. So yes. so I can tell you this, and you will understand me. But I, I say this to a normal person anywhere, and they say, well, who cares? You know, so, but I do get oh. this all, all the time, you know, all the time. With now, now, presently, even with or without my radios on. It also went step by step, you see. One of the things that we've known for decades, um, people in the United States who do this work, that this has been something that the people that we used to think were dead have been trying to do for quite some time. They have set up stations, literal stations, and there are at least two in the United States of which I'm aware, um, where they are trying very hard to uh, work through all the mistakes and, and problems and issues that we have on this side, that they have on their side. And I, I, I'll tell those stories another day, maybe the next time you're on. I, there are all kinds of stories. But it seems to have worked well best with Rio de Tempo, where you are, and or I'm sure I'm saying it wrong. That's Portuguese for something. I don't know. Oh, River of Time, I think that's Portuguese for, right? Uh, Rio do Tempo is Portuguese for uh, River of Time, exactly. Yes, okay. yes. And, and there's one in Brazil with Sonia Rinaldi, who is getting f- fantastic communications, too. Again, Portuguese. Do you know why these Portuguese stations are doing such stellar work and we hardly get anything in the United States? Any idea? <laughs> That's a good question. I I think because perhaps... The communicators on the other side of the, well, in the other dimension, are very active. That's what I can think of. But it's kind of um, a, a, a correspondence. If the the operators in this side, our side here on the Earth, are very dedicated and um, and active, and that must be a reason of stimulus and motivation for uh, the corresponding uh, trans partners, let's call them that way. That's a very good point. I think, too, that um, in the United States, many people are not, um, don't, are not disposed to spend the time and attention and dedication uh, in their lives uh, to do to this work than, uh, I think, fewer people uh, than, are, than in Europe. Um, have that kind of dedication. I also think, and I know that some people have w- wanted to do this kind of work and profit from whatever came out of the research. I know there's no possible way that they will allow that. So um, all things considered, I think it's a combination of, of cultural differences. So let's talk a little bit about what actually comes through, because I think this is fascinating. When When we get um, direct voice mediumship 
where they use a voice box that's made out of ectoplasm. And this was done very successfully by a few people in the mid uh, 20th century, um, most notably um, Leslie Flint. But when that was done, the voices sounded exactly like the people they had been when they were here. Quite extraordinary when you consider these people had no vocal cords, no lungs, nothing to make the voice. They were able to do it very successfully and sound like themselves. But Annabella, you say these people don't quite sound like themselves. And you've got some very interesting information that suggests that the voices that came through were from some kind of mechanism that they were able to use, right? Yes, that's six, what they have said. Not only not only to me, but for instance, in the at uh, in Luxembourg, to the greatest ever ITC operators Maggie and Jules Harsh Fischbach, yes. they say the, the voices are synthesized, and we we try our best to come close to the voice print of the person they. Well, they are communicating for, let's put it this way. Yes. But not always it's, is it successful. So they try to achieve the, the best resemblance to that, to that person's voice, voice print. But it's a difficult process. Why? Because it's done through the modulation of, uh, of in general, noisy, radio waves although although i use i my personal case use radios tuned in frequencies for um the use the use of the state reserved for state use they no radio hams no radio emissions cannot come into these frequencies they are for for state use they are for emergencies only um, so they still make noise, and the communicators also. Of course, today the radios are all off, but um, the communicators also they change, they they play. Not play play is a bad word, but bad word because they are not playing. They are working with yes. these frequencies, trying to modulate them in the best possible way to to achieve human voice. In any case, I have had cases in of voices that not many but a few that resembled so much the region of portugal which is the south of portugal where i was born the accent of that region i have had this and even even some um grammar uh, typical expressions of that region i have had them it doesn't mean that i have them all the time but i have had them, and when I want, I when I once um, asked my communicators from Rio do Temple Station, I asked, "How do you produce your voices?" And they replied very loud and very clear, "You can, we, you can be sure that we masquerade, that we deceive." That's, Say it this way. Masquerade was the word in Portuguese. They do us a sonogram. So, oh what the, yeah, what does a sonogram mean? 
a sonogram, it's what it means, it's what it is, a sonogram, is really a voice print. But it's not the same voice. How can it be the same voice? You know, it can't be. In the case of the, for instance, Leslie Flint, that I've heard some of these communications, it seems that it, it not it seems, it was a different process because Very. He, yeah. he built a voice box. Yeah. And so they could build it according to the physical traits of the person concerned. I suppose, I'm not an expert in this, huh? Roberto? No, no, it is, it is extraordinary, though. It's interesting, the differences. Um, but what they, and, and it's interesting, too, that people who could not in life speak Portuguese are able to do it with this synthesized voice box um, once they have it. And they, and I think that's fascinating, too. It sort of translates people's, whatever people are thinking, it translates it into uh, Portuguese to make it easier for uh, for you and for those who are Portuguese to understand it. Um, but sometimes they go back and forth, Portuguese, English. The whole, th everyone, this is real. This isn't something that is made up. This is real. I mean, it caused this lovely woman to stop being a diplomat and traveling the world and concentrate <laughs> on this. How important must it have seemed to her when she did that? It was real. She knew it was real. She was talking to people who could not have been anything other than her own dead loved ones and her own dead pets. This is a woman who loves dogs, as no one has ever loved dogs in the history of the world. And uh, she was talking, her, her dogs are able to speak perfect Portuguese, even if they came from some other country. This is also ex really extraordinary and a lot of fun. And the dogs are able to speak it, it, like a human being because it's, of course, thoughts. That, that that are it making the uh, the voice synthesizer work and not not anything spoken their their mouths in other words cannot produce human speech but their minds can produce thought it's exactly so one of that's the things, correct one of the absolutely things out of this though Annabella that's so important and you stress it too is that what governs all of this is not anything rational it what governs it all is emotion. It's emotion, it's love that makes it all work. And that's not how we're used to thinking in, in this on this side. It's what our great teachers have told us, Jesus notably and a lot of others, but it's not something that we're used to. It's quite extraordinary to see it actually working in the real world. Exactly. You see, and one of the high entities that, in this case in Luxembourg, the now famous, at least in the ITC world, the technician, he was kind of very concrete about this. He said, one of the requisites, one of, not the only requisite, one of the requisites is a pure, a pure heart, a pure mind, and an open, and an open spirit, an open mind. These yeah. are three important uh, qualities, characteristics of uh, the person on the earth. Absolutely so, right. Yes. yes. No, and there are very few people, I think, who meet that standard. But everyone listening, if 
if indeed you think it's something you want to do, um, there is a lot of help for you in this book. And we'll give you the, the title again uh, at, toward the end of our time. Um, the, the, it's, the, the second part, which we won't be talking about today, is, is basically a how-to if you want to be doing this work. Only know that if your hope is to make a million dollars, that this isn't the right thing to do because you won't be given any help at all by those who really are the ones who are the true technicians in this. But if you just want to make it so that everybody will cease being afraid to die or cease grieving for people who are perfectly alive, even though their bodies aren't here anymore, if that's what you want to do with your life, I can't think of a better thing to do than what Annabella has done. This is, this is the way we are finally going to break through the scientific blindness deliberate and willful blindness to what actually is the truth about reality so all right let's talk about some of the terms what is the bridge well the bridge is exactly they they have explained this also and i have a, a very concrete communication from my main communicator carlos de almeida that says very loud and very clear i have already placed the bridge is this, is this a, a physical bridge? Of course, it is not a physical bridge, but it, it is a spiritual bridge. It's a, a, a bridge of thoughts, a bridge of um, affinities. Friedrich Jorgensen, go back to him again. Um, I absolutely love him. He was, he was the, the great pioneer. Friedrich Jorgensen already spoke about this bridge. Invisible, of course. But it's with a coincidence of interests, of thoughts, of affinities, of aims, uh, and so on. And let me tell you, Roberta, before I forget, you mentioned money. Of course, from my side, for instance, I have lost a lot of money. Sure. <laughs> of course, oh, because yes. I left my very, you know, career, which very profitable. I just I just left it. It didn't matter to me. As yeah. It doesn't matter to me. Why? Because this communication and the love that um, unites me to 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 my deceased family members, my deceased uh, dogs, to my deceased everything, my deceased plants and others that I do not know, is much stronger than any material. Yeah. Uh, interest, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. But that's the kind of attitude I think we have to have if we do this work. Um, there's no, it's not that there's money in it, but there's so much joy in it that you don't even want anything material anymore. It's quite astonishing how it affects you when you understand life truly is eternal. And frankly, between you and me, if you like stuff and if you do this work well, once you get home, you can have whatever stuff you want. There are some amazing stories of the stuff people were given, and they didn't even want it at that point. But it's uh, those are stories for another day, too. Let's talk about the passage. What is the passage? How is that different? The passage, <laughs> I have heard it so many times. Even in our controlled experiments at the Lab of Acoustics of the faculty, Faculty of Engineering here at the University of, B of Vigo, they, there is a voice that appears and says, there is a passage. There is a passage. Uh, or sometimes the voice has already passed through. And I, I really do not know what it means, but 
Exactly. I do not know exactly. Although I think it's the passage, it's a, a passage from there. Um, as they told me, we live in an apex, apex, apex of space. It must be a passage from that apex of space, another space, to, a, in, to our own space here in this dimension. Yeah. I suppose. I, I don't like to be affirmative because I know very little, but uh, uh, that, in my opinion, is the passage. Coming into our space, I have other uh, communications that say, that say there is a passage. We are already in space. In space, our space, obviously. So I, I suppose getting into our space must be difficult. Sometimes they achieve it, others they do not. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it, it seems to be difficult. It's something which even people who are trying to communicate with their loved ones on Earth will sometimes find difficult. Um, getting getting to their their vibrations uh, to be as low as our vibrations are here naturally. Um, fascinating. Okay, that's that's fascinating. Um, all right. So one of the things I, I wrote down from your book is uh, if we fully assume that one of the ITC lessons is the fact that the intellect does not seem to play any appreciable role in the communication process, but emotions certainly do play a major role. And if we recognize that we know so very little about these essential aspects, not only of the next world, but also of this world. Absolutely. Then, then, yeah, I agree. You had a communicator named Tom who kept yelling, I recall, and and uh, and you think you you know who he was, and he he was just affirming that he lived and he was who he was. That is when you think about it, the whole point of this. These people were here; they had bodies. Those bodies are stone cold rotted in the ground or burned in in an inferno but the people are every bit as alive they know who they are they know everything they know here plus a whole lot more and they're happy that is a that's something to shout about that is the reason for what you do i mean knowing that those people are fine and happy and we will be too what more important thing is there for any of us to learn in this lifetime Absolutely, exactly. You put it very well, but let me, if I may, no, give a message, which is all beings in this world, all beings in this world, all beings, not only people, not only dogs, not only lions, flies, plants, also all beings, all living beings survive death. It's the essence, their essence that survives which is a natural thing. For me, now this is very clear and I have no problem whatsoever in understanding this. Of course, at the beginning it was not. But I have specifically asked uh, about plants, for instance, and I was, yes, all beings in your world transit into our world. Of course, if they are here, they lose their bodies, but not their essence, not their consciousness. And consciousness is a common um, factor to all 
to all beings. Life is consciousness, isn't it? Yes. The thing that is a very profound statement, believe it or not. Um, that that is that is another of the things that the stupidity of mainstream science uh, uh, makes them walk past all the time. Life is a primary property of consciousness. Everything that is alive has a level of consciousness. Everything that is conscious is alive. That is the prime. A, the, the reason you know they they say that oh the life came from a primordial soup of who knew chemicals struck by lightning that's what made life happen uh-uh consciousness is what makes life happen exactly exactly well, you know it just took me i within the last few years i figured this out if i'd read your book before of course it wasn't written before <laughs> but, but it, this is important insight. scientists to this day are looking for a source of consciousness in our brain what a stupid idea that is and they're they're trying to figure out how life began you could have told them annabella <laughs> well, I, you see this again, it's a process. For instance, many years ago when I started this thing of the plants, I'm very fond of plants, but I'm very fond of everything that lives really. But um, I asked, and, and what about plants? Do they, do they have consciousness? Because now I know there is Stefano Mancuso at University of Florence, brilliant green, and so on. This, this we now know, but this is very recent. But they replied, all beings in the world have consciousness. Yes. Yeah? Yes. So, yes, so it is easy to understand. And if that consciousness manifests in this dimension through the physical body, of course, in the next dimension, it, transit in, it transits into the next dimension, and there will be another a body of a different nature, of course. So I, there I, have, I have two things to say about this for people listening. Number one, all the plants in, in, in the afterlife are conscious and loving. They give off essence of love. They, they caress us as we go past. They're, they're all conscious and alive and loving plants. So what exactly. she said is absolutely right. The other thing I'd like you to do, if you don't believe what she's saying, is do yourself a favor. Read a book now that's almost 50 years old. It's called The Secret Life of Plants. I used to know exactly. that. Exactly. Also that yeah. one. The, yeah. the Secret Life of Plants, I read it when it first came out in like 1972 or three or something like this. And to this day, I cannot grate a carrot. I can't. It makes you, and I, I sort of squirm if I have to cut into a tomato. It's, these, these are, are living creatures. It's, it, it, I mean, forget about worrying about being a vegan. I mean, you eat, you eat plants, don't you? We have to eat to live, but we have to respect our food because our food is conscious on some level. Exactly. There's Absolutely. no other explanation for what the truth is. That's the truth. I, I, I couldn't agree more to what you are, you are saying. That that is that is the truth. Yes, it's everything is conscious, and we eat consciousness. But you see, one very interesting reply from my communicators about plants. I said, what about plants? Well, we also kill them. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, and they said, and they said something that I very much liked at the time. It, this was years ago. They said, plants like to give themselves 
to those or to the to the ones who need them. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> I still can't. And that is great. That is very understandable because what you said about plants in the next dimension happens in this dimension in this dimension. I mean plants, they sustain life. They are the basis of life. They 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 love us. Otherwise they would give themselves to us. I think they are with a tree a, a, some beloved dog had died and and you put and you you put him in yeah. the grave but believe exactly. the tree with a with, with a headstone and then and you were you were so sad and you said something to the tree about you know oh please cover and protect him or something within a couple of years that tree had distorted itself by not growing. a couple of years a couple of months okay I a couple of months she stretched the branches i i didn't say protect him i just said I don't like to see his name. One of my puppies. Oh, I call him puppy. I don't like it. Makes me so sad. Oh, I said this was a thought. A thought. A thought. Said, oh, this makes me sad to see his name on the stone. And I used to look at the at this tree, which was a by chance a tree of life. Tuja, Tuja, something I can't remember the Latin um, name. It in in two and a half months, the <laughs> grew to the point that they could. I I no longer could, could see the this stone that I had uh, put on his grave with his name, which is still there, but no longer the tree. Because when I moved to France, the tree died. You see. Oh my word. Yeah. There's there's another point there too. We all know people who are that they it's like they have a green thumb, that's the term. Um they they are great with plants and plants thrive in their presence. My mother was one of those people. I have since learned after her transition that she's also a more advanced being than most of us and she's yeah. traveling like you would not believe at this point. But um but she could make anything thrive and and we all were were jealous of her and only as i began to be better developed spiritually which i've worked very hard at for oh decades did plants even i it used to be if you wanted a plant to die cleanly all you had to do was give it to me and i it would die guaranteed <laughs> happy to tell you that's another indication they really do relate to us our plants do relate to us love your plants and and you'll have a garden like my mother always had so oh my goodness we are we are coming close to the end of our time believe it or not we've hardly done half of what i hoped to do today but i think that this was probably more important do you all see how important it is for people like annabella to be doing the work they're doing because it's real. These people they're communicating with are real. The the problems in getting this communication to be reliable are almost impossible for them to surmount, in part because of our deficiencies, our deficiencies in our ability to pay attention, to be patient, and most of all in our in the purity of our own hearts. I mean, you're you're hearing from someone who doesn't care about money, she's full of love. Well, okay, that's the kind of person they're looking for to communicate with. And when they find those people, they don't give up. They will continue no matter what. I think the harsh fishbacks finally did give up. They're um they're apparently not even communicating with people now, but I think they're still alive. But they were uh, at the time they were communicating, they were doing the most astonishing work anyone's ever heard with people. Exactly. Yes. But you you know, the Harsh Fischbach, 
I was in contact with, with Maggie when I started the ITC journal, so corresponded with her a lot. And the Harshvishbach were so unjustly defamed. Okay. Defamed. Right. That's Yep. And that's one of the reasons. I do not know. They they have even changed their address. Nobody knows where they are now. I don't blame them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But also the phenomenon, well, between inverted comma, uh, commas, th that happened uh, through their, their house, their home, where scientists assembled, uh, all witnesses of high standing, were of such magnitude. That nobody believed, not nobody, oh, the majority did not believe. And also some ITC co colleagues oh, were jealous. Very jealous, <laughs> I remember that. In fact, it, the whole system fell apart at that point because they were really outshining everybody. Um, I was very interested initially when I was doing my research and uh, I, I was really big, they're big fans. And then suddenly they weren't there anymore, but I perfectly understand why. If it could be done then, it can be done now, and it's up to all of us who care about getting the truth to the world. And that is the single most important truth that anyone could ever get to the world, the fact that our lives are eternal, because you don't want wars anymore. You don't want suffering anymore. That is what will end them both. And so, bless you, my dear. What you're, do you're doing, God's work, I'm so, so happy to know you. And we will have you back twice now, just to finish working with your book because there is just no time left. Please tell people, if you can, what what is the most important thing you want them to know from what we said today? It is to have deep interest from the bottom of your heart, of your soul, or even of your mind. Deep interest and be persistent, persistent. Do not give up. Do not give up. Just, just continue, just continue. You will remember perhaps that I was two years without any communication. Yep, yep. you two said Two years, at, in the year, around the year 2010 to 2012, almost two years, not exactly, a few months less. And one day these voices came back and the first thing they, they said, very clear, uh, direct radio communications was we came back we returned you you i you had fate fate in tempo they speak about tempo is rio do tempo because right. for two years i never stopped trying yes, yes. for this contact so you know it's it it's, should not be a, a vain curiosity a superficial Kind of funny thing? No, no, this, this by no means. But if it is deep, it comes from the bottom of your heart, your soul, from the from your mind of great interest in finding out if there is something beyond this uh, this side of reality that we experience. Then it can take some time, but you you will get there. In different ways, but not it doesn't ha doesn't have to be direct radio voices. It can be EVPs. I suppose it one once David Fontana asked me to ask my communicators, what does what does it depend on that some get results and others do not? 
And the reply was simple. They said, it, depend, it depends on us. Yeah, it depends on the purity of your own heart. But and, if you, and, if you and, can do it, it's... And yeah, and on them, of course. They, they sometimes, also this was said in Luxembourg, sometimes they managed to communicate with, to a certain operator here. Other times they do not manage to communicate. When, for instance, another very defamed one, unjustly, was the Spiricom. Yes. And uh, and they explained through computer texts, which are the less questionable evidence in the field of ITC, those spontaneous computer texts that appeared not only in Luxembourg, but also at Adolf Holmes in Rivnisch, Germany. They said about this, about this spiritum, they said, when uh, an earth operator comes into our side or dies, and often we have no replacement because it has to have to be, there has to be a connection of, they called it um, vibrations, I think. Yes, yeah, yeah. A, a connection it's, it's, of, yeah. It's very, it's very, very difficult for us even to understand it. But as we begin to understand it, we we really understand the effort they put forth from there and and the effort we're going to need to put forth from here. Uh, We've been told a few things here, too. We've been told uh, one of the frustrations about the uh, U.S. stations, which were they they had a lot of hope for initially, is that we need more operators, more people who are doing this work. If we have more operators, there'll be much more success for each of them. So um, there, as soon as possible, let's hope enough people become interested in doing this little bit and making this part of the tapestry come together. Because once it all happens, there'll be a January when nobody knows that life is eternal, almost nobody. And it, and then this, that following December, everybody will know. That's how dramatic this breakthrough is going to be. And I think we all have to try to do our little bit to help it. Exactly. Happen. I agree. Let me finish, if I may, with two short sentences from okay. my communicators. Yes, yes. Once they said... Bella, call me Bella, no? my, my child's pet name. My family always called me Bella, even today. They said, Bella, Bella, this is the voice of love. And on another occasion, they said, Bella, this is the voice of effort. Yes. You, you know, we have, we have a little small picture of what it must be for them, how difficult it must be for them also. Yeah. And it's done from love. They're going more than three quarters of the way. We just need to go that little rest of the part. Exactly. And it, and it will happen. Oh, I'm so glad you were here, but we'll have you back again soon, my dear. Consider thank yourself you. hugged across the big pond. Yes, many hugs and thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to speak with you because you also know you understand the situation so well so that. That facilitates things a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. It's, I, I, I do understand it not nearly as well as you do, but I very much know that it's all. Oh, you do. Days. You do understand it. Yes, of course you do. So it's a pleasure and thank you. And I hope we, our listeners will get the essence of it and will decide to try for themselves without giving up. Just like in this life. 
I lived in the United States of America, as you know, also for five years, Providence, Rhode Island. And this is like um, um, uh, one of the guidelines of the American society is that you don't give up. And in this field, it's the same. Do not give up. Everyone, we have come to the end of our time, unfortunately. Next week, we'll be talking with Michael Goddard, who is an international tax consultant and spiritual seeker. And he's the author of a new book called A New Now, Your Guide to Mastering Wisdom Daily, Achieving Equilibrium, and Empowering Your Nobler Self. The more we learn about the essentially spiritual nature of human life on Earth, the more I want to share with these seekers, all these seekers with you when I can. My own method for achieving rapid spiritual growth works well, and it's the one that I teach. It's the method that Jesus taught. I describe it in The Fun of Growing Forever. But since all spiritual growth really is, at our level, it's just pretty basic. It's raising our personal vibration away from fear and toward love. There are many ways to get there, at least for this lifetime. I shared with these other spiritual teachers and their books with you because we're all different people. What doesn't work for me might resonate very well for you and Frankly, I hope you'll be with us next week because I'm interested to hear, as I hope you are, what Michael Goddard has to tell us. And our guest today has been the wonderful, beautiful Annabella Cardoso, who's been with us for the second time, but not the last. Annabella was the first Portuguese woman ever to hold a diplomatic post outside her country in Providence, Rhode Island. But that isn't why she's a hero to us now. Annabella Cardoso is one of the extremely few leading instrumental transcommunication experts in the world. She ranks at least with Sonia Rinaldi in Brazil and with very few others, frankly, in history. And we are getting better communications in Portuguese, strangely, at the moment than we're getting in English, but that can change. The actual stars in this field are pioneering researchers who are not now in bodies. They're the ones who are really doing this work, figuring it out, and trying. And the folks like Annabella are their willing, willing collaborators. Annabella has just written this terrific book. It's called Glimpses of Another World, Impressions and Reflections of an EVP Operator, which is her, that's her, it's her memoir of her 20 years of extraordinary success, amazing success in this exotic field. She and a few other selfless workers are helping the real experts to bring about the much better day when all of us will know for certain that our lives are eternal. I should mention, too, that she does itcjournal.org. If you go there, you'll find her work. You'll find her journals. It, it's, a, it's an amazing website, and it'll tell you a lot more than we were able to talk about today. Thank you, Roberta. <laughs> Thank you. I've been listening to you with great interest. Thanks. <laughs> you put it very well. Thank you. Bless you. Uh, bless you. All the very best uh, to to your future work and um, and God bless. Yes. Thank you, dear. Another big hug. Everyone, as you know, my own nonfiction books are Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, The Fun of Living Together, and soon The Fun of Loving Jesus. That's going to be, I think, early next year when Thomas decides it's time. For children, there's The Fun of Meeting Jesus, and that's a beautiful picture book. And you can order them through bookstores on Amazon, and the adult books you can also get as audiobooks. 
do you want to talk about anything at all, or really anything, you can just always contact me through the green contact block on robertagrimes.com. I do answer every email, although it can take a little while sometimes because I get so many. Just make sure I have your correct address. Meanwhile, everyone, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy and make the most of this coming week in our one, one reality, knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being, and you, you, most of all in the entire universe, you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.